Welcome to Personal Legend, a show about up-and-coming leaders, visionaries, and creatives, and their journey in living a life true to oneself. Hi, I'm Sean Diop. In this episode, I'm going to cover my personal experiences with observing and responding to two types of guiding omens. The ones that have told me to stay away from certain paths, and the ones that have told me to stay the course. Although I cannot teach you how to listen to the guiding omens, since I believe it is something that is learned through one's unique experiences, I hope that this episode gives you a better understanding of what guiding omens look like and encourages you to refine the skill of listening to the guiding omens in order to make better life decisions. Before I get into this episode, I want to establish a couple of my beliefs. I believe in God, so you'll hear me mention God throughout this podcast. And if you believe in a higher being, God can also be interchanged with life, universe, or however you want to define it. So to start, I believe God is good and wants the best for you. And a piece of God already exists inside of you and is connected to your soul. And your soul is in constant communication with God via internal and external forces. Life talks to you. It's just a matter of whether you are aware enough of the signs and open yourself to listen to the language of the world, as Baloch Wellhome mentions in his book, The Alchemist. At the end of the day, your soul wants to be in alignment with God, and this is why your soul will nudge you via gut reactions and God will give you guiding omens. So why is it important for you to pay attention to guiding omens? If you do not listen to the guiding omens, it may lead to regret and painful lessons. As Oprah has stated, these guiding omens will manifest through light whispers, as if it was your best friend telling you that something isn't right. If you choose to ignore it, the life whispers will get louder. If you still don't listen, the whispers turn into more obvious red flags, as if God was telling you that you are heading down the wrong direction. Thereafter, these red flags may turn into a crisis where your situation becomes out of your control. Conversely, if you listen to the guiding omens, it may lead you to a greater sense of happiness, purpose, and fulfillment. As Ralph Waldo Emerson, an American essayist, stated, Once you make a decision, the universe conspires to make it happen. I would add that you must make a decision where your soul is in alignment with God, universe, life, or however you want to define it. In this situation, it will feel like God is removing obstacles and opening doors for you so you can really step into the person you were meant to be. This path will not be as simple as I describe it to be. Undoubtedly, it will be challenging. However, from my personal experiences, I have found it to be incredibly worthwhile. In around mid-2020, as I started to pursue my passions, I felt more alive. If I didn't listen to the guiding omens, I don't think I would have pursued my passion so seriously. And there are two specific passions that the guiding omens led me to, podcasting and life coaching. I won't speak too much about my journey to podcasting since I covered that in previous episodes, particularly episode 3, Taking the Leap of Faith. But to summarize, I was introduced to podcasting through the management consultancy that I worked for. We did a lot of work in the podcasting industry and it opened me to the possibilities in the space. 
I loved how podcasts can be used to have deep conversations and build meaningful relationships with the people you are speaking to. And after creating a couple episodes, I was hooked. And a series of events led me to speak with my employer about switching from my full-time role as a strategy consultant to a part-time role in order to build my podcast. And although I was anxious and unsure about how the meeting would go, it was crazy that my employer wanted the same thing. Like the transition felt so seamless. And especially with how things could have gone, like my employer looking for a replacement for me, it just really felt like God was telling me, have faith in me, have faith in yourself, and have faith in your decision. I support you. A couple weeks after this meeting, LA was on lockdown because of COVID-19. The timing was impeccable. This crazy life event came out of nowhere and made it that much easier for me to focus on my podcast. My part-time job became fully remote, so I wouldn't have to worry about commuting. I could move back home with my parents and save money on rent. I also wouldn't have to feel FOMO hanging out with my friends. And now, I would have more time, energy, and space to focus on my podcast. It was like God was eliminating all these obstacles and made a clear path for me to execute. Even after the seamless transition, the guiding omens continued to encourage me to keep moving forward. This is why in spite of all the world chaos, I felt inner peace. It was a strange feeling. As I continued to go further down the path of podcasting, there were new challenges that I had to overcome. One of the largest ones is the money and creativity conflict. A quote that comes to mind when thinking about this conflict is by Quincy Jones, an American record producer. When you chase music for money, God walks out the door. And in this case, it was podcast for me. In the beginning, I purely chased podcasting because I fell in love with it. And over time, my business side kicked in and thought, hmm, how can you make podcasts sustainably? How can you make money from podcasts so you can keep making new episodes? I knew that I couldn't make money from podcasting anytime soon. I would need to have an audience before money even came into the picture. Building an audience takes time, and to have an audience, I need to publish podcast episodes consistently. But money kept getting in the way of it. It was as if money was blocking my creative juices from flowing. And as Quincy Jones stated, perhaps God walked out the door, and that's why I didn't feel as connected to my podcast as I once did. This was a clear red flag for me. And I had many internal battles between purely focusing on creating content and planning for monetization over the course of a couple months. And eventually, I realized that I needed to pause, reconnect with God, and be reminded why I pursued podcasting. I pursued podcasting because I loved how I could share stories because it empowered me to build meaningful relationships with the people I spoke with, because it made me feel alive again, because it reminded me of my passion for basketball, my first true love. Now don't get me wrong, eventually I would like to make money doing what I love, and I don't think passion and money are mutually exclusive. However, in the early stages of cultivating my passion, I believe it is important to solely focus on honing my craft and holding space for the authentic love for my passion. Even more so, I didn't want money to ruin my relationship with podcasting. I didn't want to put financial pressure on podcasting and make it feel like work. I heard the guiding omens loud and clear. 
Now, yes, I was still earning income from my part-time job, but I knew that my part-time job was only a short-term fix. So the question became, how do I build a more sustainable source of income outside of my part-time job and podcasting that is in alignment with my passions and spirituality? This is where life coaching comes into play. Before I even found life coaching, I had to do even more soul searching. I reflected on my past experiences that I felt the proudest of. One experience that jumped out immediately was when I mentored a group of college students during my time at UCLA. My goal was to develop these young men to be well-rounded individuals personally, academically, and professionally. I felt honored to serve them. And it was especially gratifying when my mentees would reach out to me even after I graduated from college to express gratitude for my service. So this led me to explore career paths that would give me the same feeling that I had as a mentor. So I spoke with my sister about all of this and she suggested that I looked into life coaching. So I searched within my network for any life coaches and found a relevant contact by the name of Lucy Sang. And after listening to her story, my interest for life coaching grew. She referred me to a life coaching training program named Journey. From there, I did my due diligence on different life coaching training programs and spoke with more life coaches. I had a natural curiosity to learn about life coaching, which was a sign for me that I was heading towards the right direction. And I spoke with some other good friends from college about this and received some good input and reactions. Things like, oh shit, I totally see you as a life coach. So eventually, I pulled the trigger in investing in a life coaching training program. And as I started to educate myself on how to become a life coach, my passion for life coaching heightened. And although this was the first time that I was learning about life coaching, it felt familiar. It felt like it was aligned with who I naturally am. Nothing felt forced. This was comparable to my experience with podcasting. It felt like life was creating this clear path for me to jump into life coaching. The entire experience that I just described with life coaching all happened within a couple weeks. There was little to no resistance with finding the right people to speak with and finding the right training program. The process was so seamless. And as cheesy as it sounds, it felt like I was trying to find life coaching and life coaching found me. And I can't help but think back to the quote, once you make a decision, the universe conspires to make it happen. I made the commitment to find a job that aligned with my passion and spirituality, and God delivered. I had this full circle moment from mentoring college students to coaching postgraduate individuals. It felt like I was picking up the authentic pieces of my past to form the person I am now. And even when I compare my life coaching experience with basketball, my first true love, the genuine desire to refine my craft was constant. The passion was constant. The excitement was constant. The imagination of what could possibly be was constant. I could see a possible career with life coaching. And assuming I could make money with life coaching after I completed the training program, now I can regain the creative freedom to make podcasts. This is just the beginning of my new life. And I'm fucking excited for it. Openly talking about my spirituality and how God has shaped my life wasn't easy for me. This is by far the hardest episode for me to produce. So if you made it this far, I appreciate you listening. And I hope 
by listening to my story that you get a better sense of what guiding omens look like. And guiding omens can best be described as signs from life that require an individual to have a combination of awareness and intuition to understand. When a life event occurs, you need to pay attention to what God, life, universe is communicating to you. And once you listen to what is being said, you will have a gut reaction. Then, when you make a decision on how to respond, you will have this innate feeling of whether it is right or wrong for you. And hopefully, there is this natural confidence of, I know this is right. I know this is for me. And you don't have to overthink it. Overthinking can work against you because it can cause you to second guess your intuition. And this may even lead you to ignore your intuition and continue down a path that you know is not right for you. Everyone's life experiences are different, so I can't codify what good or bad guiding omens look like to you. However, I believe you will know the answer for yourself. The ability already lives inside of you. And at those pivotal junctures where your path diverges, it is critical to pause, be silent, and listen. In today's hustle culture, I know how difficult it is to stay still, even when you are at a crossroads. But I urge you to pause in those moments. As Denzel Washington, an American actor, describes, Just because you are doing a lot more doesn't mean you are getting a lot done. Don't confuse movement with progress. So it will be up to you to decide whether or not to listen to the guiding omens and respond appropriately. The choice is yours. Trust yourself. Lastly, I want to close with a couple questions that were helpful in my journey. One, when was the last time that you ignored your intuition? What was the result of it? Two, when was the last time that you listened to your intuition? What was the result of it? And three, what actions do you feel compelled to take even in this moment? And how can you execute it right now? Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. If you want to connect and chat, shoot me a message on Twitter or Instagram at Sean Dio. I would love to learn more about you, so please feel free to reach out. For those who are a fan, it would mean a lot to me if you rate and review Personal Legend on Apple Podcasts and share this show with someone who would enjoy it. You can subscribe wherever you listen. Check out the episode show notes for all of my social handles, relevant links, and transcripts of episodes. Personal Legend is hosted by Sean Diop. Music is by Jester King. Cover art is by Jung Ho Wan and Emma Lin. As I pursue my purpose, I really hope you do the same. Thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Much love. Peace.